that's the one thing with like how I make my glasses. Like even though I'm I'm sticking to like what I'm making, I still find ways to manipulate it or change it so it's different or unique or you know new. Um, it's just like a perfect engine for function, and then you can make whatever drains you want and just have fun with it. it just works well. Damn, dude, I sound like I've been smoking all morning. It's been quite the morning. I think it's because my mouth's so fucking dry. And this weed is so funky. The fucking Fertismo from Green Dot is like 98 octane dumpster funk is the fucking terpene profile. And I'll tell you what, the dumpster funk is lurking right now, dude. Like when I hit it, 98 octane. Then as it like lingers, you're like, oh, that is like nasty funk. And you're like, why would you smoke something that tastes like that? I'm like, I don't know because it's fun. Why would I build a six-foot RBR? I don't know. It was fun. All right, sick. I'm good to go. We filming? Yeah. All right, sick. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 122. Whoa, it's been a really fun couple of weeks here at Bear Mount Studios since I've seen you guys. I know for the last year, it's been on and off of talking about crazy life stuff with moving the studio, but we've been having some fun. We built this giant fucking, probably, maybe you can see, I don't even know, I'll move it over in a minute, but I made this huge fucking six foot RBR, and then the guys helped me assemble, like put the drain on, because I couldn't put that drain on by myself. Someone had to be at the bottom of the piece, someone had to be at the top of the piece. But we built this giant RBR. I'm gonna pull on it today and show the function. I don't know if I'll dab on it. I already smoked it this morning and posted a dab video, and it ruined me. Like, yesterday when we finished it, I took a dab video, and I thought I was gonna post the function video yesterday. No, sir. I was so stoned after, like, I was literally like, I had to lay on the ground for like an hour, hour and a half. Then I had to go to the grocery store and get stuff for dinner and go home and be a husband and a dad and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, that six foot RBR ruined me. I did not expect it. It's a fun piece though. Overall, it's just for fun. Um, I always love when I post these big absurd pieces. There's always a handful of people that think I'm really trying to do something serious here. And like, they're like, you gotta change it like this, like that. I'm like, I'm not selling this. This is, the, the small base adds to the overall absurdity. The, the, everything about it is just stupid. Just to bring a smile to your face. That's that's the only reason I make some of these big pieces is just to like make me laugh, my friends, like post on the internet, make people like think it's funny. It's just just a stupid goof. Um, you know, it still doesn't make it any, like not hard. That was a difficult piece to make. Like I put dedicated two days to a fucking bit just doing trying to do something funny. But that's how much I love this shit. I like just making goofy things out of glass and seeing if they function. Can't believe the fucking water stacked to the top. At this point, by the time this podcast comes out, anyone that watches this will probably have seen the function in the dad video. It was a lot though. I mean, I was really surprised it got to water to the top because when I pull on the Titan RBR, which is half the height, the Titan RBR is 40 inches. This is like double the height of the Titan. Um, well, a little less than double, but pretty damn close. Um, I just couldn't believe that like it wasn't much more drag than the Titan to get it to stack. I had to changed the perk design on this uh, giant RBR like three times. Hold on. Go on my joint to go out. Because every time I tried to put a perk in it, the perk would explode because of the weight of itself, how long it would be. It's like, because glass is flexible. So if you have like a six foot long piece of glass, it's got flex to it. And if there's like, 
you know, anything weird going on with it, it just explodes. And I can't put any of this in the kiln, so all the glass had to be, like, handled a certain way so it didn't just crack because we were, like, heating it up from cold and then cooling it without going in the kiln because it's just too big. I don't have a fucking kiln that I can put a six-foot piece in. Um, just, like, everything about it. Like, it's just nuts that it actually fucking works. I can't believe, like... How it makes you feel, though, dude. I think, like, the, the how hard you have to pull on it, and, like, it, like, pushes the smoke into, like, a different part of your lungs. It's, like, uh, I don't know. It's, like, almost, like, oxygen deprivation while you're fucking shredding a dab. It's, like, crazy. It's definitely not something I'd recommend for, like, a daily. Uh, but it's fun. It's almost, like, it should just be, like, brought to carnivals, and you pay, like, 50 cents to smoke it, you know? Like, it's, like, a ride. It's not really, like something you own it's like something you like it's like you go to smoke it it's like part of a but that's i don't know maybe if we can eventually do event events here i'd love to have all these giant pieces so people can go like travel to come to a bear mountain event in colorado and they get to try all the crazy pieces and take videos with them and stuff like that we'll probably do something with that hopefully even this year we're supposed to be doing some sort of like patreon get together this year i gotta plan that here soon just trying to figure out the logistics if we're allowed to have people to our building because I know this is, like, a business area, but I don't know if, like, it's so weird with zoning. Like, if you were to have, like, a party and have, like, a bunch of people here, like, what's the occupancy and what are you allowed to do? You know what I mean? So, I'm trying to do everything right now that I know that there's a... <coughs> there's always something I'm doing wrong, I guess. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, I did one thing right. I made a six-foot RBR. And that's all that matters. We talked about this almost two years ago on the podcast. I thought I was going to have to have, like, a pump of some sort, like, with a foot pedal. The only goal I wanted was to have a piece so big that you had to use a small stool. I didn't want to use a big stool because a big stool is just like, oh, wow, the piece is huge. But if the piece is just a little too big and you have to use a small stool, it just adds to the absurdity. It just looks funny. Just wanted it to look real stupid. And hopefully that's a desired effect to most people that see it on Instagram and shit. They'll just, like, laugh at it be like, this is so dumb. What is this guy doing? Um, but that's the point. It's just like, you know, everyday life is stressful. Most of the shit posted on the internet or the news is like stressful. Like, we just need more goofy shit out there. Like, we need more just people doing dumb, funny stuff. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. Maybe I just don't have the right algorithm right now on the gram. So that's what it is, right? It's like if your algorithm's off, you maybe don't get the, the dope shit in your feed that you wish you had. Back in the day, we could curate our feed. You just follow the accounts you like, and then that's what you see. Nowadays, like you can't even do that. It's so weird. <coughs> What's the logic behind that? I don't know. Probably just to like control monetization to make sure whoever's paying in the most actually is getting the most exposure. As far as like people who are actually like famous people with fucking agencies who fucking represent them, and I don't know, man. I just fucking take dad videos on the internet and make pipes and stuff, so I'm a nobody. I didn't like my uh, my cone right, so it's canoeing. It's all right, Joe. Eyes are to the rescue. Shout out, dude. Thank you so much, everyone, for the March Sunday sale, too. I can't believe how well that went. Uh, we dropped our first drop of, like, bloopers, which were, like, we had them in full color and clear in 10 and 14 mil. People scooped them right up, so I'll definitely do more of those. Um... And uh, I think when this comes out, we have a Patreon drop, too, that's a small, full-color Patreon drop. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. 
Um, we always have a Patreon drop that's usually like a week or so after the Sunday sale. So that way any of the Patreon members that maybe didn't get a piece they were looking for, they can let me know. Like, hey, I was, I was looking to get one of these. And then I can make sure I curate that. Those Patreon drops was specifically what everyone's looking for. Oh my God, dude. I took a dab on that six footer and it just ruined me. Like my sinuses, like my lungs, everything just like came out of me. It was crazy. It was like, I feel like it's probably what it feels like if you go into space and take your fucking helmet off in space and everything just like sucks out of you, like the fucking gravity of the universe. Um, the piece is named after the largest moon in our solar system, Ganymede. And then the other RBR, Titan, was another giant moon. So like these giant RBRs are named after, you know, celestial bodies that are large in our solar system, specifically moons. Because someday I have ambitions to make maybe an RBR that's over 10 foot tall. And that won't be a moon. That will be a planet. That will be like Jupiter or something. And then I'll have all the moons around it. All these different RBRs over the years that were big. But then they just got bigger. But how do you get a piece that size to function? You know, see, it's not enough for me. As soon as I finish one, I'm already, oh, what about this one though? Like, you know, it's so crazy. It's insanity. It's fun though. This is a job. That's what I tell myself. It is, but it's so weird. Like, growing up, I watched, like, CKY and Jackass and all skate videos, and I was like, I just want to have a job like that where I'm just, like, having fun all day, doing crazy shit, and, like, with my buddies. I don't know. Like, I want to do shit like that. And I feel like you can find that with, like, almost anything you do, but for me, glassblowing is where I'm trying to, like, find that, that space, and I think we're doing it. Like, anything, it takes time to build stuff like this and kind of get in the right, like, space where you can do all the things you want to do and handle it. Because it's expensive to, like, do things right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's what we're doing now. We get to, hopefully, like, once a month we can do, like, some goofy shit like that giant RBR. Make something that's, like, unique or different just to show people crazy function videos. Because, I don't know, that's what I like. Like I said, I grew up watching skate videos and shit. So I love just, like, little skate clips and cool shit like that and, like... I look at it the same way with, like, glasses. I get to make, like, these little videos and fucking post out clips and show people all these different crazy, like, stunts or, like, whatever you want to call them. Not that we're doing stunts. We're fucking just smoking hash in a goofy way. But still, it's fun. It could be a stunt. Call it a stunt. It's dangerous. You got to get on a stool to smoke the fucking six-foot RBR. You got to get on a sesh stool. And that's a lot. Yeah, we can fucking check that out here in a second. I'm just fucking trying to uh recover from that fucking six foot dab dude when you hit it like this thing happens like where you feel almost like you did like a whip it or something like you like it's almost like you did a whip it and a dab at the same time and it's got to be just from the amount of pressure it requires to make it function because you're getting the water like once you have the piece filled up essentially the distance the water has to stack is about 48 inches or so so it's not like the full six foot but it's still quite a distance to make water stack and then do a drain function. So, like, just to make it stack that high, you gotta use some fucking pressure. Yeah, it makes you just feel like you got, like, a, a, a headband on your head. And you're just, like, also had a dab. It's a lot. I took one, I smoked once yesterday. I took one dab out of the six foot, and that's all I smoked yesterday. Until I went to bed, I was freaking just, like, holy cow, like, I am still stoned. And then I came in this morning with confidence. I was like, you know what? I need to get a dab video for the gram before the team gets here so that I can post this shit and then the sound will be decent. Of course, I forgot to wipe off the lens on my camera, so it's a little bit, the video's like a little kind of dark, kind of weird looking, but whatever. 
you're going to get a lot of videos of the six footer over the next year, just like I did with the Titan. I posted at least five or six different videos of that over the year of just doing like different angles, showing the function. It's very hard to capture the true craziness of a six foot piece though with an iPhone camera, like trying to show how crazy the function is of the perk and how it stacks. Like there's a lot going on there. Uh, maybe when I pull on it, like we'll get a couple different like shots uh, for you guys for at least the podcast. We can just show the water stacking in the middle section, what the weird shit it does in the perk. It's mostly like not so much at the bottom of the piece. It's like what's going on in the middle of the piece. Like that's where like it's really weird looking. Even the, what the drain's doing. There's weird air pockets that are just like hovering there while there's a vortex above it. It's just strange, dude. Um, you know, that's what science is and research. So, you know, that's what for now. I don't even use like weed hashtags anymore because I feel like the weed hashtags are like not doing great. So now I'm just like ruining other hashtags like tech science lab uh ted talk uh what's another one i do um research i use those hashtags now so anytime someone's like actually looking through hashtags where people are doing those things they're gonna see my research too because not everyone like maybe will understand my research but what i'm doing is i'm definitely trying things and finding things out through you know experiments no one asked for these experiments but when I was first started smoking weed, I always wondered, why don't people make pipes this big? And as I became a glass blower, I realized why they didn't make them that big, because it's just fucking really hard and a pain in the ass and really not worth it. Because it's not something you're really going to sell. Like, it's more just to, like, see if it's possible. But at the end of the day, I feel like, for me, what's fun is just seeing what's possible with glass and messing around with it. Like, the fact that, like, we have the ability and knowledge and some of the tools to be able to, like, manipulate it in a way where we can make a six-foot piece that functions is pretty cool. And it's not just a six-foot, like, straight tube where you just... Basically, it's no different than, a, like, a two-foot straight tube or a 12-inch straight tube. It's just longer. The perk's the same and everything. This thing actually stacks water to the top and then, you know, goes down a drain. Like, it's actually moving the water, which is the impressive feat. Uh, regardless of lung strength, just the fact that the design is that, like, across from even the tiny 5 mil RBR to the fucking 6 foot tall RBR, that shit's gonna function. Um, I think it just kind of, like, reinforces the design and almost like the Bear Mountain lore. Like, when people talk about, like, Bear Mountain, there's, there's gonna be conversations about the 6 foot RBR. Like, that's why I try to tell other artists, like, you don't always, like, have to be making, like, the craziest, like, art piece with the most color and technique in it sometimes you can just have some fun and make some goofy shit that will get just as much people like talking about your art and looking at it as if you made like this crazy like piece that you'd see like i don't know in a fucking museum or something yeah this fucking fucking six footer won't make it to a museum though that shit's not gonna last the ages there's no way it's too big dude it's like it's like a fucking weapon shit's crazy take a sip of this here and we'll We'll, uh, we'll check it out. I'll move it a little bit. Should I bring it this way, Aja? That way my mic's closer to me. And then, what do you think? I could probably put it on the table, but my set stool's not going to reach. I'll put it on the table and talk about it, maybe. I don't think, no, it might hit the ceiling, huh? Yeah, it's going to hit the ceiling. It's going to hit the ceiling. Damn, that's you how might, big it is. You might even just want to leave it there. Can you move the stool that the... The mic's on? The mic that's on. a good call. Yeah, we're just doing some adjustments here, folks. Just moving a couple of things so we can talk about this six-footer a little bit more efficiently and show it to you. So I'm just going to move my mic here real quick. Get it a little bit closer. I almost want to put my fucking mic right on the table, dude. 
we get up on that six we were talking about it. All right. I can go just a tiny bit closer to the the mic. So you'll talk to this camera. All right, cool. This one and this one over here is going to do that. All right. Woo wee! Well, you got to have your sesh stool. You guys might not be able to see the stool on camera, but there is a stool. I'm only five foot. 11 and three quarters found out recently. I always thought it was 5'10. I've talked about this about 20 times in the podcast, so it's a big deal to me. Growing up, it's someone thinking you're 5'10, and you find out you're actually an inch and three quarters taller. Pretty huge deal. Um, but yeah, I made this piece literally just to use a small stool. It has the same size base as a 3x2 RBR, it's a little bit taller base, but like the diameter is the same size. So that adds to the absurdity because it just looks ridiculous with something so tall with such a tiny base. It definitely wobbles when you hit it. Um, most people like to grab it while they're smoking. I like, I think it's fun and exciting if you don't even touch it. You just, you just smoke it like a regular piece. So I'm gonna do some dry pulls on this just so you guys can see the water moving, hear the sound a little bit, and um, yeah, just kind of see this thing functioning, at least at this capacity. We've been still playing with water level and stuff, We've all taken quite a few dabs out of it, though. Seeing the team dab on it was just like, it was just rocking. People had to lay down. It was a lot. I didn't force anyone, though. I'm not like, you have to smoke this. Everyone was just excited to try because it it's so ridiculous. But here we go. You got to get all the air out of your lungs. This is like preparing to like dive in deep water, okay? This is not a regular piece. You don't just hand someone, here, take a rip real quick. You got to get all that air out. Oh, that shit sounds so weird. There was like a clicking happening somewhere. I don't know what that was. There was like bubbles and like choppiness, but there was also like a like a weird noise like that happening. It was like echoing down there. It might have been the bottom of the perk or something. It's a lot of pressure on the piece though. Even like pulling, it's like the vibration through the glass. Like this drain right here is way fatter than a regular RBR drain. It looks really skinny because this piece is huge, but this is like a 16 mil drain. Usually the drains on RBRs go down to about like 10 mil. They're like significantly smaller. Just sounds crazy. And the way the water is like bubbling through here, it's just, it's like these huge like air pockets. It's like choppiness going through it. And this perk in here is like bigger than a normal RBR perk. Like this diameter is the same as a standard RBR. But the perk in it is like filling up almost the entire like, you know, surface area inside there to reduce the amount of energy you need to use. So I made this like, you know, different style perk. Like I said, a few of them exploded trying to make them. This was like the fourth try. Um, that's why you guys didn't see this in a couple weeks because I kept trying stuff and it kept breaking. Um, but I'm happy this one made it through it. So we at least got to get some dab videos on it and show people like this giant RBR. It's just, it's just silly.
Just the bubbles, the frothiness inside that main can, dude. It's fucking making soda water. It's just, it's just absurd. And then like when like, like you're holding this thing, it's just, it just looks crazy. Like it's the ultimate troll piece. Like bringing this to the sash and setting it on the table with your boys and like, what are you doing, dude? You're gonna fucking break someone else's glass. That thing tips over, it's breaking everybody's pieces. But look at it, dude, it's a weapon. Like, honestly, if it was the end of the world, like, if the apocalypse comes, like, you'll find me, like, going across, like, the highlands holding this thing. Like, hopefully, like, with a small group of people who also love hash and terps. And this is what I'll lead us with, is this powerful RBR. God, it's heavy, too. I mean, this is just, it's because of the watering as well. It's probably fucking, I put, like, three 16-ounce like fucking cups of water in this thing you would think it has a full gallon in it but it's really it's a pretty skinny piece like it's like even though it's huge like the water volume isn't really that crazy um but yeah pulling this a couple more times i'll go back sit down and talk some more just setting this thing down though it's just exciting super exciting crazy the way the water like looking down like i'm watching i'm looking down like five and a half six feet because the top of the like top of here is six like and that's but yeah like just looking down it's just just nuts watching the function yeah but yeah we're gonna keep playing around with it it's a fun piece. We'll go back over here and sit down now. Had to show you guys that for a minute though. Because it's so wild. It's a wild one. Uh, yeah, here we are. We're back. We're moving around. Whew. Man, I just feel like I smoked more just pulling on that thing. Absurd. Fun project for the team though. To like... Have me working on that, and then, like, call the guys over, be like, you're going to help me weld this fucking drain on. I was originally going to build, like, this whole wooden jig to, like, hold it all together, but I was like, let's just fucking go for it. Called over Cormac and Pat, just fucking, we just, just teamworked it, got it on there. It's crazy. And I think it's just, like, fun for them, too, though, because, like, we have days where we're just crushing out color, and it might be a little boring. And then I try to throw some fun days in where just, like, random shit like this happens. We all get to smoke a piece. You know, and just try to have some fun together. Um, this is a real job, but I also want it to be, like, you know, fun. Even though most people are like, dude, just the fact that we get to smoke weed throughout the day and be, like, working in glass is fun. But anything can become, like, monotonous and boring, you know? Even, like, best case scenario, you might get a little bored with this. You got to throw some shit in there to make it fun. Oh, man. What an exciting couple of days. Literally, I think smoking this thing, like made me get congested. I don't know what happened. It like the vacuum on it like fucking pulled my brain through my fucking nasal cavity. All that water draining like when you're pulling on it and stuff, it's like it's like the weirdest it's the weirdest feeling piece just because of the like what the water's doing with air and everything. I don't know. We do need a real scientist in the crew though that can just start explaining things and be like this is what you guys actually did here. Like, cause we're just like, whoa, that's crazy. And then that thing happened. And then it was like that. Whereas the scientists might be able to break down 
the hydrodynamics of what's happening inside there. I don't care either way. I felt it. I seen it. I was there. I don't need to have someone break it down on paper for me. But it would still be cool. So that when people that, like, don't understand what we're doing... Because, like, the thing is... Um, is when you have a job like this, and you're doing things like this, and I'm sure there's many other industries where people feel very similar if you're within a counterculture. Um, when you're not part of the mainstream culture, and, like, people find out what you do, and they see these, like, silly videos I make and stuff, like... I think a lot of them are just like maybe have a lot like they'll judge a little bit or they'll, you know, maybe have a negative connotation or idea of who you are, whatever. Uh, but for me, like, it's so much better than being part of that like whole like normal day to day stuff like that. Like I tried that and it just didn't fit in. Like it just didn't feel right. Um, and even what I'm doing is not for everyone. Like it's scary owning your own business and like it's can, it can be stressful like trying to figure things out, but it's stressful working for people too, even, you know, I just think the biggest thing for me is like living, uh, maybe in a more conservative area and having a counterculture job. Like, I just don't want my community judging me based on that. Like, and I'm sure there's a lot of jobs out there where people feel similar. It's not just people who make glass pipes and stuff. There's, there's a million jobs where people feel like they may be like, thought of a certain way because of what their job is, but they're just like a normal person that's just like, that's what they do, you know? Um, I'd say me and my family are pretty fucking normal. Besides, like, me making pipes all day and smoking weed, but I got a medical marijuana card, so that's kind of, like, part of it. You gotta... you could I could do edibles. thing with edibles, though, is, like, I'm so much more, like... When I do edibles, those, like, honestly mess me up so much more. Like, if I just, like, take a few hits off a joint, like, it's perfect. Like, I'm not, like, super stoned or anything, but I feel better. Um, but sometimes edibles, bro, they just hit you in a way where you're, like, oh, my God. Like, you're thinking about the universe and shit and things you have no control over. It's very similar to dabbing really heavily. That's why, like, I've only had a few dabs over the last couple of days because that fucking six-foot RVR has just been destroying me. I've been trying to get a video on it. Finally got one. Decent video, but I still need to keep going at it. Like... After about three months, I'll have, like, the video that will really be, like, that shows that shit. But right now, every time I go to take a dab on it, I'm so excited. I either forget to hit record or I have something happens. Someone calls me in the middle of, like, filming. Like, something happens. And I'm like, fuck. The clock is reset. I can't hit it again until tomorrow. Dude, just, I just can't. It's so much. Like, I'll probably, next podcast, well, maybe we'll smoke it on. I'll save the dab for the podcast. But I had to get a dab video done this morning. And that shit was just, like... No one was here because, like, I, I should have waited till I had a spotter, too. Like, you do need, like, uh, a, a spotter or a safety buddy here when you're smoking this thing because you might hit it and get a little lightheaded and go, whoa, dude, now you're, on, now you're on a stool. And there's, like, all this glass under you. It's dangerous, you know? So that's the big thing, too, is, like, if we do end up going to the county fair and bringing the old six-foot RBR ride for people to try out, we're going to have to have, like, release forms or something. People could sign for safety just in case they have a moment of, you know, vertigo or like lightheadedness and just take a spill. Because it, it could happen, dude. It's pretty intense. I mean, you guys even watching me pull on it, you can see I'm working for it. Just imagine with a carb cap on it now. Yeah, that's, you guys are watching me hit it without any nailing or anything. Imagine a nail and a carb cap. And then there's also these terps coming through there. Ooh, to get to function, you gotta pull hard. That is a lot of work, dude. I got a little bit of PTSD from smoking that thing. It fucked me up so bad yesterday. It was like one of those pieces where I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to like only hit this on the weekends and like 
grandma and grandpa are going to have to be here and take the kiddo out for the day. It's like if you plan a mushroom trip. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, go spend time with grandma and grandpa. Mom and dad are going to go to the woods and take some mushrooms. No, dad's going to go in the garage and hit that six-foot RBR, and he's going to be just questioning life for about three hours after that. I didn't take a super hot dab this morning, though. The dab I took yesterday on the six-footer was just like a half gram, and it was warm. I was like, because I wanted it to be milked, and it just ruined me. I like almost, dude, I like fell off the stool. It was, I was just, I was dying. And then even after Pat hit it, he had to lay down. I watched Cormac hit it. Everybody was getting, everyone was getting owned by it. I burnt my hand making it. And then after everyone smoked it, I was like, damn. I was like, everyone got hurt and during this process. Like, I burnt my hand. Like, those guys smoked it and had to lay down. Like, Terpazol. That's what it is. You feel like you got assaulted when you smoke it. It's not something that you're going to be like, dude, this was the greatest experience. You're going to be like, I did it. It's like climbing Mount Everest. You don't climb Everest for fun. You climb it to tell people you did it. Get a couple photos at the top. This is very similar to what that is. Not saying that this is as difficult as climbing Mount Everest or as dangerous, but I'll tell you what. You'll feel a little lightheaded at the top of that thing, too. You know, the lack of oxygen you get is very similar at the top of Everest is like after you hit this thing. So you might just get a simulation of what it's like to be at 23,000 feet or whatever the actual height of Everest is. Somewhere in there to 23 to 24, I think. I don't fucking know, dude. I went to the top of the mountain here where we live in Colorado Springs, Pikes Peak, and I was fucking lightheaded up there, and that's a 14,000-foot mountain. I was like, I can't imagine another, like, eight to 10,000 feet. My God, it's got to feel crazy gotta acclimate to that shit i've watched too many documentaries about everest though not that i'd ever climb it but i always find it interesting when people are doing doing stuff that 100 years ago was like couldn't be done you know just because of conditions or not having adequate equipment to accomplish such goals it's just crazy my everest is giant fucking recyclers that no one asked for yeah I'm sure we'll do something else, but I just like the idea of stacking water up that high. Like it's one thing to make a tall bomb, like it's like I said, that just bubbles in the base, but making something that moves water up that height is just something. With a nail and a carb cap on it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'll tell you what, we had a new neighbor move in here where we are, and uh they spray paint cars. And uh I've been smelling some car spray paint the last few days. That might be what's fucking with me too. Um, it'll get you. Uh, <laughs> makes you feel funny. Hope they get their ventilation set up soon. Or a paint booth or something. Anything. Anything to move the smell out. Um, but they're super nice. Um, that's the thing. If people are nice to me, I'll put up with so much. Because I think most people are just trying to do a good job. Like, even if you're not, like, happy with how someone's doing something. Like, if you talk to the person and know they really are trying to do their best, it's very hard to like for me to like get mad at anyone about shit unless they're just being a straight up dick about something but most people are just trying to do a good job i'm lucky to say that i run into more like just decent people than more assholes um even with times being a little crazy but yeah man very uh existential crazy wild couple days with the six foot rbr a lot of talk about the piece on this episode but it's something that like Years ago, we were on the podcast with Pop D and I think Ganab and like a, a, uh, everyone has different glass names now. They change over the years. But there was a bunch, it was a handful of glass blowers and we we're all just smoking. It might have been a Halloween episode. And we were talking about just like this six foot RBR. Or I think it was seven foot originally. It was a seven foot RBR. Um, but we could do a seven footer. That's possible. I know it would work. 
damn, dude, I just want to make bigger pieces for no reason. Why, though? I think it's because I think I think it's so funny. I don't know. Damn, dude, I'm still so stoned from it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, like, sitting over here, like, spacing. I'm, like, damn. Do you have that lighter, actually, bro? Or did I take it again? Thank you. Forgot my lighter today. But, yeah, we're going to next Sunday sale. I'm going to do a little poll and see what people want more of. Like, everything uh, sold out pretty darn quick, but I definitely know that people, like, maybe want more of those t recycling turf hammers. We had a handful of clear pieces that were, like, both quite pretty affordable compared to most of the stuff we sell. I'm not going to say, like, two, $200 to $500 is, like, cheap. Like, it's still a lot of money. But, like, it's more accessible than something that maybe is, like, 800 to 1500 You know what I mean? So, like functional pieces we're starting to have like some more affordable stuff in there too um i haven't done any crushed opal work in a while but i really want to i have a piece i want to make i just don't know if like right now is the right time or if anyone would scoop it because it's going to be fancy um but you know i got like ideas for a couple new pieces that i want to do with crushed opal because we haven't dropped any crushed opal i think at all this year whereas a couple years ago like most of the shit we did was crushed opal we did tons of crushed opal pieces did a lot of it it's just I've been trying to do, like, other stuff that's, like, more affordable. And, like, the crushed opal is just not. It's just expensive. No matter what way you cut it. You could make it more affordable, but then it wouldn't be as saturated as I like it. I like it when it looks like a fucking, like, space. Like, it's just a coated. Just sparkly. And I set two pieces off to salt. He's got he's working on a couple pieces right now. I guess he's got a show. And stoked to get some pieces of with salt. Um... There's some other big artists we're going to be getting some collabs here too early on. It's just, I'm like, man, like, are my customers ready for these crazy collabs? I know some of them are going to shows, so it'll be like, everybody, they won't be going to Sunday sales, but like, I hope to have a couple pieces on Sunday sales or at least Patreon drops. So the people who are like support heavy will have access to like these crazy collabs and not have to like fight over it at a show or something. But I want a salt collab for the personal collection. I talked about this years ago on here. If I got salt collabs in ever, I'd want to like have like a micro or a mini double for the personal collection. So if these two I sent him go good and they sell, like I'm gonna I'm gonna see if he'd be down to like deck out a personal piece for me and I'll just pay him for his half of the work or whatever. Cause I'd love to be like session a little salt, like ten mil mini double here on the pod, like every week is my daily. Cause that's these like been my favorite artist since before I was a glass blower. I just love the I love the way that, like, his his glass looks. I don't know. It's so, like, organic, but, like, cartoony and, like, just, like, with all the teeth and everything. I don't know. It's just it's just cool. It's really cool glass. Always loved it. When I worked in a head shop, there was, like, a couple salt pieces in there, and I just would look at them all day. And, like, if I had money back then, I would have totally scooped them. But, like, as soon as I did have a little bit of money, I kept investing it in myself and buying more equipment and tools and... You know, I never had, like, I was never, like, buying, like, things. That was the, I would say, the difference between me and a handful of my friends over the last decade is, like, as they were getting, like, things, like, I was getting, like, tools or, like, trying to further my, like, business or, which is also things, but it's just different. It's different than, like, a nice watch. Although a nice watch is an investment, too. So I have friends that bought watches for, like, super affordable, and now they sell them for, like, three or four times what they bought it for which is pretty cool if you're knowledgeable on that kind of stuff, like collectible stuff. You can definitely make money on that too. But for me, it's always been, I've always been more into like the tool end of it and like actually building, like I always wanted like a cool workshop. Like as a kid, like I had family members 
I didn't really visit, but I heard stories from my dad and I would see pictures and stuff and like just people who had like machine shops or workshops. And I always just thought it was cool. Like these like farm old farmers and stuff I'd meet in upstate New York that would have like, they're like dairy barn and everything. Then they have another barn over here and you go in there and it's just like tools and like everything. Like you can like fix or make whatever you want. I love that because to me it was like, it was like when I got a new box of Legos, it was like, oh my God, there's so many different ways you can put this together and shit. Like I'd always build like, you know, the Legos how they'd say, but then I'd take it apart and like make other shit, you know, combine all my Legos into one giant bin and then just like build crazy shit with them. That's how I see workshops. And I was an adult, I'm like look at all the things I could build in here and make. And I just want tools and stuff. I want access to equipment that I can like make crazier shit with. Um, I think we're working towards that. I think we're doing pretty good for only been in this for 10 years. This April's 10 years. April 27th was the day we got our torches. And that's like, by mid-May, they were set up in my mom and dad's basement. And we were fucking making, making pipes, figuring it out. And by October that year, we went to a fucking trade show and got our first orders for bell recyclers, honey jar recyclers. And yeah, bell recyclers and honey jar recyclers. That was like pretty much it. And then the Bell Recycler became the refined Bell Recycler. Now we have six-foot RBRs. It's crazy. So many variations of the RBR over even the last five years. Like, that's the one thing with, like, how I make my glasses. Like, even though I'm, I'm sticking to, like, what I'm making, I still find ways to manipulate it or change it so it's different or unique or, you know, new. Um, it's just, like, a perfect engine for function. And then you can make whatever drains you want and just have fun with it. It just works well. Damn, dude, I sound like I've been smoking all morning. It's been quite the morning. I think it's because my mouth's so fucking dry. And this weed is so funky. The fucking Fertismo from Green Dot is like 98 octane dumpster funk is the fucking terpene profile. And I'll tell you what, the dumpster funk is lurking right now, dude. Like when I hit it, 98 octane. Then as it like lingers, you're like, oh, that is like nasty funk. And you're like, why would you smoke something that tastes like that? I'm like, I don't know, because it's fun. Why would I build a six-foot RBR? I don't know. It was fun. Just for fun. I'm trying to find fun as an adult. Life is so serious. There's so many stressful things that could happen. There's so many variables that, like, I'm just actively searching for fun constantly because there's so much that's not fun as an adult that you got to be like, I'm looking for fun today. That's it. Yes, there might be some obstacles, but I'm looking for fun. That's why I love the idea of, like, like as like as a human like the way we look at things like best i saw someone explain this like as like if you're a skier and you're like okay i'm gonna go through the woods i don't want to hit a tree i don't want to hit a tree i don't want to hit a tree all you're gonna do is see the trees in front of you but if you're only if but if you focus on the path like i want to stay on the path i want to stay on the path follow the snow you're only going to be seeing the path in the snow so like the the mind is weird it's like when you're like you have something in your mind, you can't get it out of there. That's why you almost have to force yourself to look at the path and not the obstacles. Because if you're only focusing on the obstacles, you're just going to get overwhelmed and keep running into obstacles. But if you're focusing on your goals or your path or how you're going to get there, um, then you're only going to really be seeing, like, of course you're going to hit bumps in the road, but you're not going to get hung up on them. You're going to hit that bump and keep rolling because you're focused on the path ahead of you. You're not focused on all the bumps you keep hitting. Because the obstacles are going to be constant. You just can't focus on them. So just just a weird way to kind of manipulate your own brain so that you're not like getting hung up on every little thing going wrong. Because there's so many variables as an adult. As you get older, you find things get more and more complicated until they don't. 
You know, I'm sure there's a certain age you hit where you just nothing's complicated. All your friends have already passed away. You're old as shit. You're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you're just whatever. Then the life might probably get simple again. But there's definitely a period between being a young adult to like middle to late age that it's complicated. And there's lots of variables. So you got to have fun. You got to look for fun. And my fun is making giant RBRs and shit. But yeah, today we're working on, I actually am working on Crushed Opal for the first time in a while because I had a couple custom things that I have to finish up. Because um, there's like little things throughout the years we book, like we have someone who lost a piece in a house fire and we're helping them replace that piece that they lost, uh, which is a Crushed Opal piece. Then I have a person who lives in Ireland and uh, it was a Green Stardust Crushed Opal piece and it like cracked or checked out and I'm replacing that for them with a little bit different color. But there's like little like situations where we, you know, We'll do like custom stuff to make like take care of people and make things right. Um, but I'm excited. We switched up the colors on the the green stardust one. So we're not doing crushed opal green stardust anymore. Everything I've almost everything I made with green stardust crushed opal is cracked, and it cracks like months down the road. So we're just not doing it anymore. It has something to do with that sparkly, uh, sparkly shit in the color. Um, it's not all sparkly colors. Some of them are happy with crushed opal, but it's green stardust specifically. Blue stardust is fine. Totally chill, loves it. Green Stardust, no. But I think if that's green, though. Greens also are a little bit finicky. They like to crack and do funny things. So all colors have a bit different chemistry, and they work a little bit differently, especially when you're shaping them and reheating them. Some of them, it seems to make color more brittle the more you work it, and then other colors just love the heat. They'll just stay strong and juicy the whole time. So at the end of the day, we're working glass. Glass is like a crazy subs, a crazy material. You know, I'm always so, like, focused on the piece I'm making and the end function. Sometimes I don't look at how special it is that we're manipulating this like really strange material that all of it's different. All of it reacts differently together. We're combining these colors and making new, you know, chemistry mixes of color and, you know, shaping that in ways that's never been shaped. Like it's all experimental. It's all just, you know, we're testing it like new, you know, carving new paths through it. Basically it's, philosophically and like if you look at it in a more philosophical deep way it's just it's really really cool what we're doing half the hell like i said half the time with me i'm just so focused on like oh is it gotta be like this just a finished piece it's so much more it's so much about like the end goal and the performance not even about the material like it's almost like if i were building cars like i'm only focused on the performance and the finished car even though how special is it that like you're somehow able to pull all these raw materials out and form all these different compounds and put them together, just the magic of making the different metals and alloys. It's just like glass, just the magic of making the color and the different chemistries of things to even achieve these things before you even turn it into a functional object. You know, there's a lot of... Glass is the best, though. There's no ceiling. It's like the best video game ever. You can't beat it. By the time you think you're going to beat it, new tech, new, new expansion will come out. You can't beat it. There's too much. New colors will be dropping. New techniques. New equipment. You know, there's, there's always going to be something new. But yeah, we have our next Sunday sales going to be coming up in uh, April. I'm not sure how our drops are going to be in April because i got to take the kiddo to Florida to see her grandparents. Um, so I'll be gone for a week in April. So we're still trying to plan how we're going to do our drops between our public Sunday sale and Patreons. Um, right now I'm just finishing up our clear pre-sale that we just did last week and, um, yeah, just getting glass buttoned up before I have to take the kiddo to see family. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter today. I got so much shit I gotta get done today. Gotta get out there with the crew and make sure everybody's running smooth and doing what I need them to do. Um, 
But yeah, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at bmsclass.com. Um, that way you can stay up to date with emails and everything going on at Bear Mountain with drops. Uh, check out my Instagram at they did it to see more of this fucking absurd giant RBR. I got a bunch of content on there and I'll be posting more. Um, and yeah, join our Patreon if you want. And if you do that, you can give me suggestions on what you'd like to see as far as color combos, style pieces. We have live videos and drops and giveaways we do on there. Last month we gave away five different things, multiple piece giveaways and accessories and all sorts of stuff. So that's uh, patreon.com slash Studios. And thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Fun episode today. Talked a lot about the sex order. Sorry I didn't smoke it. I did earlier, like I said, and it just destroyed me. And I got a lot of gotta get done today. I cannot go after this beast again. I can't climb Everest twice in a day. Go fucking die. Um, thanks again, everybody. Have a great day. Episode 122. I got balloons so bad, dude. <laughs>